tidings, my comrades, we've done it again. The dawn she is breaking, our pints at their end. By morning's cruel light must our sails ascend, fly far from our families, lovers, and friends. All right, so you folks have to perform a heist, and you've got a day to figure it out. What are you going to do? So do we have to decide whether or not just the four of us are doing it or if the whole crew's doing it? Uh, I think that is the most prevalent question yes. that you have. And I don't think there's a definitive answer to that. So I think you've got to negotiate with the crew to get them to join you if you want them to help. Or lie to them because you can't tell a crew that you're going after Fran's fish hook. Mm-hmm. No. Though as soon as they see that ship, yeah. uh, like the thing is if you lie to them, they're going to see that ship and all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of uncomfortable questions that you have to answer. No, it's fine. It's just, it look, it, it's just a, it's a different ship. You know, a different one. What time is it now and what time will it be when we do this heist? Or, or, you know, not even necessarily exact time, but time of day. So I think the sun has not set yet, okay. Travis, but it's getting close. I think you've got like the full day tomorrow and then you can decide whether day or night you want to try and take on the civility. Should we talk first and then... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we heading back to the ship right now? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Unless she gives us a room. Uh, yeah, I think you, you, you could have a room here yeah. if you wanted. Okay. Uh, and we, and some of the crew is in the bar yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, frivolities and whatever. Yeah. Um, money has been strapped in tight. So, like, the, they're not really, like, gambling and drinking. But they are kind of happy to be on land ship, and off the yeah. ship and happy that the boss has left the ship and is doing a negotiation for what they assume will be a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we head up to like or out to wherever like our relatively more private uh, place to talk is. For a <laughs> ship as large as yours, there there is a captain's suite that they maintain at the Wolfsbane. So I think you make your way to that. It's not a grand room, but it's got a fairly large bed that could fit more than one person and a few small comforts. I immediately set to fixing the captain's neck as we uh, discuss our options. What was uh, the thing with the letters? What was that? Uh, um, calculation on my part. I uh, thought an apology without speech. No. Um, why Why was there more than one? What? Uh, in different scenarios. Nope. Um, <laughs> oh, man. How many letters do you have in his pockets? I have two additional letters in his two? pockets. The wrong letter. Make a pocket. There Make a pocket. Three. Ooh, the wrong letter. reaches into his back butt pocket and pulls out a letter with like a blue seal on it. His own back pocket? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, the captain's. <laughs> I also bought three letters. <laughs> the letter that Jonnet finds is the... Um, so he had one in his uh, right breast pocket, one in his left b- breast pocket, <laughs> and one in his back pocket, which is literally like the back pocket thing. One was an apology to her. Mm-hmm. One was I have found someone. One was congratulating her on her new marriage yeah. in case like she <laughs> had like taken a new lover. So you're reading the letter like that's really just congratulating her for taking a new lover type of thing. Many happy years, uh, uh, healthy children. Uh, Wow, what what did you think was going to happen? I really took some <laughs> liberties and wild stabs. That one was never meant to come out. Uh, the, you're relying on, first of all, your own emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say is pretty low. It's I'm, not great. It's not very uh, – you're not very good at reading other people. And then transferring that to a zombie mm-hmm. who can also read a room very poorly. I uh, 
And I also included probably way too many specifics in that letter. Uh, there's no way I could have known those things. I, 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 the, yeah, you I'm, named a lot of these children. Yeah, I, <laughs> again, that was the first one I wrote. The handwriting's also. You're doing a creative writing exercise. Pretty bad. Um, if I could just. You're have, working on your novel. Uh, please don't direct everything at me. I'm trying to do work. And <laughs> I get easily overwhelmed. Well, first things first. Even if you all die tomorrow. I got you all watches. And he hands a watch to each of them that he stole from each of the strong men. Like, as he shook their hand, he oh, did that. Oh, John. Travis, Travis, no. Trick. You feel the weight of this watch <laughs> in your palm. Uh, the cool touch. And although it bears no insignia on it, you can tell this is the right size. Oh, Where did you get this watch? Oh, one of the, one of the beefy fellows. Well, each one of the beefy fellows. Watches for everyone. Uh, I'll, I'll be back. Uh, this is a death mission, but I'm in at 110%. I'll be back. And he just runs. He just like kind of like, he runs out and then you look out the window and you can see him just kind of like posted up, just looking at it. You wouldn't have had an opportunity to grab like a pocket watch. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, sure. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just see at the window, like he's just like walking by the, the window, just like opening it, inspecting it, like feeling the weight. And he's like very, very, very jazzed about this. Oh, kid loves a good watch. <laughs> uh, I put my watch in my coat pocket that is full of other watches that Travis has gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same with my like front pockets. It just kind of slips into one to be forgotten forever. Just you don't we have enough. Why do you keep on stealing them? Well I keep uh Travis like rolls up his sleeve and he has a bunch on his arm. <laughs> well it's good to know what time it is other places. Like yes. na- name a city. Uh Madrid. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> not Madrid That's now. A city now. Well it's four forty two in Madrid. Uh, <laughs> Otterbox. <laughs> Otterbox, the town. Uh, it's 11.38. Oh, good. Time zones are very strange now. <laughs> t-shirt. 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 Oh, in t-shirt, it's um 7.43. Oh, wow. <laughs> so far, the, uh, the towns that we have known about in existence in this world have names like Wolf's Tooth and names like T-shirt. So we really run the gamut in this universe. I, I think it's I think it's T apostrophe shirt. T shirt. T shirt. That is really useful. I'm gonna yes, say that. Yes, I know. Fun. That's why I do it. <laughs> we should discuss the plan for going after civility. Yes, I would love to hear what you're all going to do. Well, I think we need to decide whether or not I personally don't feel comfortable implicating the rest of our crew in this mission that we've agreed to and not included them in. I feel like this should occur independently of them and it will be for their benefit. Well, if they're not involved, then they won't get paid. I will say that the crew is hungry for a job. Even something as dangerous as this may be something that they are actually interested in. What if we tell them that it's a ship and we don't know what ship it is and then when we see the ship, we can't back down because... We can't back down. But we could feasibly, as soon as we fly up and they recognize the ship, they'll be able to see and they'll mutiny on the way. That doesn't make any sense. It's been six months. We've been flying without any work. Is a mutiny on a dead captain the worst thing that could happen to the ship? What if one of us starts the mutiny and becomes the captain? Uh, Keep in mind that... None of us were 
the captain's favorites before we joined the ship. My status was relatively low, and you two were relatively newcomers. John has come back into the room by now. Oh, there are others on the ship who are eager and awaiting an opportunity for the captain to show weakness. We have a tenuous hold of the crew right now, and loyalty is something that is bought and paid for in the skies. We have no capital, for we have not worked. A mutiny at this stage would be mm, mm, disastrous for us. That's why I think we should tell everything about this mission to our crew. If they want to join, they can. Or we do it ourselves. Yeah, we don't have to tell anybody. We could just go up there ourselves. Sneak in, get the cargo, just drop it off into the sea, pick it up later. John, I need you to be a little bit realistic here. I'm being realistic. As he's saying that, he's like twirling the pocket watch around. Do you have any idea what these people are capable of? I've heard stuff about a fast ship, but... I'm from the mainland. I I haven't seen them too much. You haven't seen anything. These people are capable of things beyond your imagining, even the worst things that you know. The people that this crew is aligned with are responsible for some of the most heinous crimes in the past hundred years. Things that will curdle your insides. Like income tax evasion? Yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Fishhook used to be a mariner. You know what that means. He sailed the seas. Yes. And he made it into the air? Yeah. And t- took to the air in the same way that he treated the seas, killing people like us, mm, corsairs, pirates, ones that wanted their own slice of freedom. And done worse things to them than death can even provide. Uh, the name Fishhook is evocative of certain methods that he would use. Fishhooks. It's mainly fish please, hooks. please, please, please. Uh, what does he do with the fishhooks? I want to know. Please don't. I have to know. I don't want to discuss. I don't want to be. I want to know what we're afraid of. Think of the worst place that someone could hook you. Eyelid. Worse. We see the we see the ship out the window with the large graffiti on the side of it of the taint. As as uh, Jonathan is thinking in this moment, taint hook. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) I think we should bring this to vote whether or not to tell the crew or to go out ourselves. Oh sure, we'll vote on this right away. (laughs) As we are talking, um, the sun has started to go down. What does it look like, Johnny? I think it's kind of horrible. You can hear, you can hear it. It's like bone crunching and, and like. Uh, Does it hurt? I think probably, yeah. Every single night. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's you know it hurts, but at this point he's like kind of used to it. But it's oh, still like. How long does it take? How long does it take for, like, the sun to set? Because I think it starts, like, when sunset starts. As soon as, like, the bottom of the sun touches the ground, that's Mm -hmm. when it starts. And once the top has disappeared, that's when it ends. Magic hour How long does that take? An hour? I don't think. I think it's pretty quick. No, it's, like, five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, once it hits the horizon, it, like, goes down pretty fast. I'm from Florida. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We get a lot of sun. We get a lot of sun. Yeah. The I'm from Florida. The sun. the sun sets there. Uh, two minutes. Okay, so oh, it takes yeah. about two minutes. So about as long as it takes to anamorph. <laughs> there you go.
is there like a pause in conversation as the bones start like we hear like light crackles and we all know that like we have to wait like two minutes before we can get back into it i think or do we talk over i think so too yeah and i think for the immediately before it starts one of the watches like like a a, a timer goes off on it oh yeah as this happens uh dref who is like very squeamish he didn't want to talk about fish hook because he didn't want to talk about that he doesn't like the sight of blood he is aware that you are a changeling but the process of you changing is like too much for him especially that he can hear it so as that happens he just says no 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 and like <laughs> grabs like a pillow from whatever like you know bed thing there is puts it over his head and like pushes his face down into the bedding oh well i think it's gross that you stay the same every night <laughs> Conversely, John, it's like, yes, yes, yes. And then like, as you start changing, he's like, morph, 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 morph. I feel like you time me to try and like get me to go quicker. <laughs> yeah, yes. He takes out the pocket go, watch. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, uh, Gable under their breath. Morph, morph. Because <laughs> it's like, it's cool. But yeah, after a lot of wet cracking, Ugh. at the end of this process, you see a small white rabbit. Or uh, Are you a rabbit or a hare? I mean... I guess I don't know the difference. Rabbit. I think hairs are big. Hairs are a little bit bigger. I think you're a rabbit, a small like white rabbit is... with mm. with black eyes, <gasps> night black eyes. Even though like a rabbits with dark eyes look like they have black eyes, like looking into these, you are seeing the absence of light, the presence of darkness. It's a little unnerving. Now, Johnny, before you speak as a rabbit, you should make a character call whether or not you want to have a different voice uh. as the rabbit. Now, I know that you're incapable of doing a different voice, <laughs> but I do think it would be very funny if this rabbit had a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, wicked pisser. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe like this is an Australian rabbit. He like wants to talk about a shaky tick. Shaky tick. Oh man. So just take that in consideration. Whatever you want to do is fine. <laughs> sure. But if the rabbit had just a silly accent. <laughs> it's your own choice, but also it would make everything a lot better. Mm-hmm. We're all eagerly awaiting this I new rabbit this. voice. Yeah, that you will be speaking in literally know. half the time of this entire campaign. Can I make it canon that after you turn into a rabbit, I pick you up and just hold you in the crook of my arm? Is that a thing that would be canon? I don't know. <laughs> or is that just a thing that you would do? I would do no, it. it's canon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as soon as the transformation is over, uh, you know, um, uh, Dref takes the uh, pillow off of his head. No, it's not done yet! Oh! <laughs> he, he turns around and it is done and you were just like messing with him. <laughs> oh, I, nice. But his voice is just as loud, which is terrifying for like a full human man voice to come out of a tiny rabbit. <laughs> no, that was a, it was a pretty good transformation. You did clock in at two minutes, five seconds. Not your best, but you can do better. I believe in you, man. John, as I've said many times, I have no control. Uh, well, we'll see it. We, we'll get it. We'll get it on the next one, okay? We'll definitely get it on the next one. <clears throat> Before your uh, metamorphosis, we're discussing the plan. I don't think it's technically a metamorphosis. What would you prefer I call it? I don't know. I'm just I don't stay like that. Uh, like uh, this. Your tim- Transformation, transmorgification. Uh... Your bones turn to goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, please, please, please. We... The bone goop. Yeah, talking... The goopening. The, uh, the goop- my, goop- my goopening. <laughs> we are talking about fish hook here and, 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 and what we're going to do with attacking the civility. 
You all know my vote. I feel like we should present all of the information to the crew and let them choose for themselves whether or not they want to participate. And you know my vote. I think we should allow the captain to bus. (laughs) (laughs) I am prone to support uh, Gable's proposition. I I, I think that we will need the crew. Uh, We will need um, as many fighting strong as we can to ensure the best possibility of survival. Uh, I kind of feel like we should go in on our own, but I guess if the crew would help, then we should do that. Inform the crew. That's three to one. Well, I guess my vote doesn't really matter then, does it? No, it always matters. You just didn't win this time. Someone will need to implore the crew to assist us, and it cannot be the captain. I think it should be the talking rabbit. I'm, I don't, I'm sorry, I, tone is not always relative apparent to me, and I can't tell he if you He was being sarcastic because he knows that the crew does not know. Okay, that was my understanding yes. as well. <laughs> yes. uh, I didn't, but again, if I just, and I want to be clear that I don't. Mm. Are you throwing up? <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> Now I might. No. I don't like <laughs> Look, that word. don't throw up. We won't We won't tell the crew about my goopification. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, how about, uh, how about uh, Jonathan and I? We'll go gather up the crew and lay, give them the information that they need. And that sounds great. What happens if the crew does not want to come along? Well, then they're no crew of the Uhuru. I suggest that you two... Start preparing for your own necessities for the journey, because we all know that at least you two are going, and then however it goes, we'll meet up with you at the ship. When you say going, you don't mean You're aboard um, the civility, do you? Yes. We need you there. Yeah. Um, You're part of the team. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to say no. Oh, okay. I... That's okay. Then that's it. That All right, okay? great. That's awesome. okay. All right. I, I we'll see you there. Job, cool. But, okay, but, um, <laughs> so, know you're you on later. board. <laughs> we walked downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's just you and me. Uh, Travis, can I be um, frank with you? Oh, sure. The thought of uh, jumping <laughs> aboard the civility and engaging in any sort of <clears throat> combat uh, terrifies me. I'm not uh, a, a fighter. Well, I'm very excited to die. And I hope that I die a lovely little rabbit death aboard the ship. Again, uh, the tone is so hard when I can't see your <laughs> How? <laughs> How is it hard? It's because a lot of it relies on facial cues. And when I'm looking at a rabbit, you have these cold little black beady eyes. And there's no semblance of human... Uh, um, mm, so if you could just tell me uh, how the message is uh, meant to be interpreted. I also don't want to die. Okay, yes. Um, uh, I assume the captain will join us on this incursion? Oh, sure. Then Send I him in. We'll stick close to the captain. I, I think you may be surprised by his um, combat abilities. Have you been working on that? One thing that is a bonus to uh, him being a corpse is that he mm, cannot be killed or feel pain um, (laughs) and cares nothing for his own protection. 
For instance, if you were to uh, stab a normal man, that man would fall and die. Um, but death is not a deterrent for the captain. Is there a limit to, say, the number of holes that can be poked or blown in him before he ceases operation? No. Uh, the number of holes that could be poked or blown uh, will have nothing to do with his operation, but could have everything to do with perception of whether or not he is indeed a living person. <laughs> I would prefer that the captain not become decapitated in front of the crew, uh, but if he were, I could still um, reasonably put mostly him back together. Good to know. And that also applies for you, you know, if in any sort of form, if you ever need hmm. any of that sort of done to you. Oh, well, I don't plan on dying. No, not dying, but if you were ever interested in maybe becoming better. What are you suggesting? There's a gleam in Dreth's eyes. I, the uh, research that the captain and I have been working on has been... He's been helping? Very enlightening in terms of what a person is capable of being and capable of doing. Uh, no one at the uh, uh, listening can see this, but uh, JPC is sort of like nervously <laughs> circling his fingers on his character. I sheet. think that uh, Dref is always like his fingers are absentmindedly like p- playing with things in his pockets, taking things out, like moving Fidget over spinners. them. Yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got like little vials and bottles and papers that he's kind of like always absentmindedly toying with. For instance, if you ever uh, mm, wanted to improve, let's say, an arm. Mm. Uh, there are many ways that the necrotic flesh or muscles from uh, other beasts could be used to improve uh, your, uh, strength. Uh, or, or, or and then what happens when I change? Will I just have a man arm hanging out of my rabbit back? I am like, so excited to know. <laughs> <laughs> when you change, working with a changeling is an opportunity that I am. Um, uh, if you at all um, uh, were ever interested um, to be. No, that's a pass. That's a hard pass. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, Why don't you do it to yourself? I uh, would love to be able to do it to myself, but I must keep my own mind and body sound in order to better understand what we as humanity are capable of. But the goop thing, that grosses <laughs> okay, you out. Okay, uh, uh, Dref, uh, he knows that that is a trigger for Dref. And then Dref, um, leaving the captain, whose neck is now in a relatively uh, uh, more stable place, Dref hurries out of the room and back to the ship. Um, and I think that brings us downstairs, where I believe Jonnet and Gable were going to attempt to yes. talk to the crew and see if the crew would join them. I have... A question for you. Would you like to rely on your stats to do this, or would you prefer to pull a luminary to see if perhaps fate might be on your side? I think a luminary. Yeah, I haven't I haven't pulled one of these cards yet. I All right. I will need each of you to pull a card. Oh. Just, or just, no, I'm, but, oh, I'm just by each, them? I mean the two of them. Yeah, yeah. And fuck off. Johnny and I will also pull one, and we'll <laughs> interpret it. Do Stop. I look at it? Do I look at it? Yes. Let's start with Tyler. Tyler, which card did you get? I have the Forest Queen. Ah, uh, the Forest Queen. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, the meanings of this are power, dominance, expectation, and order. The 
narrative for this is this can be a tremendous boon to you, but it comes with an unforeseen price. Once she has given, the queen will want to be repaid. Her debts are rarely settled, and her favors are more about her ends than yours. Okay. Where did you get these descriptions? Did you? I made them. I wrote them. I shared you on the document. Oh. <laughs> I read them as well, but I didn't know if they were part of some other like a uh, system or. Yeah, or, I thought that. Uh, yeah. So the the structure of what we're using at this game table, we're using the luminaries from Illamot, which is a game that the Decemberists like co-conspired on with Keith Baker and their tarot style cards, and based on uh, what the different characters and concepts were in Decemberist music and are in Illamot. I created uh, tarot style readings for these cards and we're using these sort of the way that uh, you would use the sooth deck in a game called Invisible Sun where you sort of make broad thematic interpretations of what's going on uh, to speed past things like long negotiations with crews or perhaps other things that you either don't know the answer to or want to address in a more abbreviated way. So with that, uh, Liz, what was yours? Yeah, the river. Oh, the river. Spooky. So is about temptation, destruction, and challenge. This luminary dramatically raises the stakes on any action associated with it, both by increasing the challenge presented and the potential reward promised. The challenge set by the river should always be obviously daunting, but the spoils should be enough to call heroes to danger. Well. So, and and, and so for both of these, we sort of have, with the Forest Queen, we've got... uh, you know, success and luck and fortune, but it's going to come at a cost. And for the river, we have a great reward, but a heavy price barring you from that reward. So I think whatever you decide to do with trying to rally up the crew, I think you're taking a big shot. You're taking a big risk, but the potential payout for that risk is enormous. Mm. Okay. That leads me to believe that you are going to be honest with the people that you approach about the fact that you plan to go after the civility. Mm-hmm. Because if we can get them all on board, that means that we have dozens of people at our disposal who we know are aligned with what we want to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, Gable, you've only been here uh, with this crew probably around two years, like mm-hmm. like Dref. So you've seen this crew operate as privateers. Mm-hmm. You know they're good at what they do. Shipjacking is a thing that uh, this crew is known for. It's safer to transport cargo. It's usually more reliable, but it's way more profitable yeah. to uh, take cargo from another ship. Mm-hmm. And they've done it. You probably also know that when you're trying to convince the crew, you really only need to convince like a few of the like every yeah. leadership structure has leaders upon like leaders wilson upon leaders. yeah and then the rest will wilson be. is clearly someone that was sent because he's weaker and easy to manipulate so it would be the folks who are pulling wilson's strings mm. probably do we want to invent some of those folks real quick yeah. yes oh, yeah. i would love that so oh, good this <laughs> it's an opportunity for Johnny to think of names. <laughs> Can I have a note card, please? Yes. While I write down yes, sir. these different personalities aboard your ship. I want a guy, uh, we don't know his, his real name, but we, he goes by Nodos. 
Uh, he does not sleep. Um, and he like is whatever, like his, his weapon of choice is like a long spear. And like, um, in a, like one or two situations when we tried to board in the instant that like, it's been below us. Like he's just like dropped his spear with like a rope attached to it and then like attached it to the ship and then just like zip line down onto cool. the, the other ship at one point. That's no dose. Uh, Lenik Gila. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about him. What's his deal? How much time do you have? What guides his his whims? How much time do you have? Do you have four years? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Uh, Wendell Barge. (laughs) Wendell Barge? Yeah. With two A's. Barge. Wendell Barge. What is what Wendell's deal? Just a, he's beefy and hairy, kind of like a Viking type guy. Mm, okay, is he is Wendell the type of person who's like always up for some action? Because th- this guy sounds yeah. like this guy sounds like if he's like this like beefy hairy Viking guy that he has probably been going a little stir crazy over the past yeah, six he's, months. He's looking to he's looking to fight, but God, he's got a heart of gold and two kids at home. Oh God! Yeah. God. Oh boy, that's that's gonna actually make this a lot tougher. The ship's cook, Hornet Wasp. <laughs> Hornet, and his nickname is Wasp. <laughs> his name is Hornet Beeman. <laughs> and his nickname is Wasp. Hornet Wasp Beeman. <laughs> and it's a lady. Uh, oh yes, her name. Her name. Hornet her name. Hornet, Hornet Wasp. Hornet Beeman. And her husband, Ant Man, to rile up. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get her angry, because then she'll turn into bees. She calls everyone honey. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she calls the ship the nest. <laughs> oh. She's very on brand. <laughs> she calls food pollen. <laughs> <laughs> but they eat nectar. <laughs> She's the ship's cook. She calls the captain the queen. Uh, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. what 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 is um what is her she like? Uh, what's her personality like? Uh, just like very on edge and antsy all the time. Antsy. Really, I kind of I kind of see her as easy to get along with, but if you make her angry, hair trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially using honey all the time. Yeah. Mm. Hey, honey. Yeah, yeah. You will not be getting near not. Nearly as much food as like the rest of the mm. crew. If like you make her mad, yeah, dysentery. <laughs> like I think she has huh. killed people with dysentery before on oh. purpose. Oh, yeah, she's but. got a vial full of dysentery. I mean, I think largely the crew sort of. It's unfortunate that they died, but don't really miss them. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, go ahead, Austin Powders. <laughs> no, <laughs> no there's spit. <laughs> Just Spit? His name is Spit. Spit is the oldest member of the crew. He's like over 50. Uh, 60s question mark, 70s, we hope not. Who knows? Uh, But he is like a curmudgeon to the bone. Um, He's... he. He has been on this ship longer than anyone, but he has been on ships longer than anyone. He may have even become from a time before there were airships, but... He's old, he's mean, he's wrinkly, he's always seemingly the voice of dissent, he's covered in tattoos. People 
kind of respect, admire, fear him. He has no formal position of authority. He is like a deckhand on the ship. Mm. But by nature of uh, his age and his predilection to kind of being contrarian, people have given him this like begrudging like respect almost. Yeah, I think, Jonnet, you have only been here a short time, but spit taught you knots. Like, uh, okay. yeah, you know, yeah. and everybody kind of has that relationship with him. Okay. Yeah. And he, he, no one knows his name and he only tells people to call him spit and to treat him like dirt. Oh, I know what you're wondering. Is it sexual? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is it? Every, I know yeah, what you're wondering. With him. He does uh, spit on the ground and say, and it's sexual. <laughs> That's <his> <laughs> His catchphrase is and it's sexual. And it's sexual. You know from that, uh, from just experience with this, that spit is one of the ones that will be hard to convince. Yeah, exactly. But worth it if you can. Okay. Yeah. Our journey's forthcoming. We drank through the night, sharing tales of our glories, our heartbreaks and plights. With a room full of laughter and our souls full of light, let us raise one more toast ere our vessels take flight. All right, so with that in mind, what levers are you going to try and pull on to get pull this off? I think we should maybe get the key players together at a table, maybe splurge on another round, and... Uh, See if we can maybe uh, grease the wheels. I think you are in luck because as those luminaries uh, denote challenge and reward, you find this particular group of four is sitting together at an Illamat table. Um, Oh, no. They are playing a game together. Jair has never really grasped the rules of Ilmot. Ilmot. Liz has never yet. really grasped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, well, t- John, it is an extension of Tyler. <laughs> Just to be clear, let's all go ahead and say it. We are playing our characters. <laughs> Just so everyone's clear. Liz is seven feet tall. You've never met her before, but she is. Um, In personality. Like, they're at this table. They appear to be enjoying themselves. Uh, It's a tense game. Mm -hmm. You can see the score markers have them all fairly evenly laid out. It looks like anybody could get a good hand and uh, win this one. But despite their their good spirits, they are dry right now Mm -hmm. as no one has a lot of money. So with those factors involved, Mm -hmm. what do you do? How do you approach these people? I think I... Give John it some money for you to go get the first round. Do you still have that watch? That I do. Can can I take that and just like try and pawn that for? Yeah, for... that's the thing. I think the four of us never have problems with money because we have all these watches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, hey, hey, watch me, watch me. Okay. <laughs> and then he runs off. Be careful to the... with selling a watch in a place we stole it. <laughs> oh, that's right. You should be selling different watches here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, different wait, watch. wait, wait. No, look at the back. Oh, okay. okay yeah, yeah, here's yeah. a different one. <laughs> yeah, so you, he you, gotta, you have to be sure to check the time on them mm-hmm. because oh, if yeah. you don't reset it to like the new time, then you know. One thing yeah. that we should explain about this world that we're creating is that watches is money. <laughs> watches, watches is money. What? Watches. Is watch is watches money? Is watches money? Yes. Yeah. Watches yeah, is yeah, yeah. money. Okay. It watches money. I go over to the bar and I I just smack it down as like I believe that this will cover six rounds. Six or, rounds. I mean, from, no, say smack, six <laughs> rounds. On the desk. Six rounds. The the bartender. Uh, <laughs> huh. Uh, she picks it up and looks it over. She bites oh. it. Oh. Yeah, 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 it's good. It. <laughs> 
Still ticking, too. I'd say that it'll cover some drink. Maybe six rounds for you. But I don't think six rounds for a real drinker. Hey, I can hold my liquor just fine. Ooh, would you like to bet on that? Yes, I would. Oh, no! You're so small! And now that I think of it, bartender might not exactly be the right word for it. You do see her behind the bar, and she does appear to be serving people, but she's not alone. She appears to be 16 or 17, probably not that much older than you, but definitely taller than Jonathan. He tries to, like, make himself look taller. Yeah, her, her cheeks flush a bit, and she's like, all right. How about this? You and I get in a little contest. They're playing darts over there. We'll go drink for drink, three rounds, and whoever is able to hit the bullseye takes the watch. Uh, fine, but uh, I will give me give me six drinks now, and that'll be the baseline. And if I win, then I get I get the other rounds. You're gonna have to put up another watch for that. I kind of got another one. <laughs> so, I'll be right back. And then he runs back to, to Gable. Gable, Gable, oh, Gable. And she watches you walk away. <laughs> for sure. Gable, I need another watch. Why? Because I'm going to get in a drinking contest with uh, this girl over here. And uh, I'm going to play darts. And I'm really okay at darts. And I think I need to pull this out. You just needed to get six drinks. Uh, no, 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 no. But I went for six rounds. Why would you do that? Because I want to inspire the crew. <laughs> You're doing some mental math like, and going like six rounds. Of six rounds of drinks is going to buy a lot of happiness. Yeah. Make people pliable to promises that maybe come morning they'll regret, but nobody's going to back down off a promise they made through drunken bravado. Mm-hmm. So it could work. Yeah, all uh, Corsairs have is their word, too. So, like, your word is bond. Yeah. I word. scramble in my in my coat, give him a watch, and yeah. I, I look him square in the eye. You don't need to actually drink all of them. You can fake it. But what if I don't want to? Okay, okay, goodbye. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and then he runs back over. Six drinks now. Let's play some drinking games and also play darts. So she she commands another bartender to like fill up some horns and steins and take them over to the table that you pointed out. And before you, uh, she lines up six shot glasses, three for herself and three for you. Why are these such small glasses? Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> Her face lights up with a devilish smile. Uh, oh. And she looks you in the eye. You and I are going to have some fun tonight. And she pours out these drinks. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind. And once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind. Who know we can never deny the call of the sky. Let's cut over to this Illamat table with Gable. I feel like they're at the end of their game, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting patiently for them to wrap up. All right. Looks like Spit took it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Damn it. <laughs> so and that, it's that means uh, Spit is going to be in a good mood, and let's see. Wendell is in a bad mood. Okay. My beefy boy. My beefy, beautiful boy is in Wendell a bad mood. Barge. Uh, in a good mood. So at this point, we've gotten the first round of drinks. I think you come over with a server behind you, and they are carrying drinks. And uh, Spit looks up. Oh, to what do we owe this pleasure? I just wanted to take a little time 
to relax amongst you. Is that all right? Why, you must be an angel, ma'am. He gestures over to the server and, and grabs the stein off of it. You bring ambrosia. And he takes a sip. Seriously, though, how are you affording this? Me and the, the barkeep go way, way back. We, we're old friends. Spit sort of looks over and sees the younger barkeep leaning over the bar, talking to Jonnet as they start drinking. Well, you might want to keep an eye on her. Looks like it's sexual. <laughs> 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 I'm sure they're fine. I wanted to have a talk. It seems we haven't we've been in the skies for a very long time and we haven't really gotten to talk to person to person, all of you. Been in the skies a bit too long, if you ask me. I understand. The captain's been riding us pretty hard, hasn't he? Oh honey, the captain's always riding everyone pretty hard, but uh work is uh spare right now, apparently. If there was a good deal, I'm sure the captain would go for it. I want to be honest with all of you. I know you feel that it's strange that myself and several of the other crew members have seemingly become very close to the captain. Have you felt that strangeness? <laughs> yes. I've been assuming it was sexual. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> at any one point, it could be. But at this moment, not necessarily so. The captain and the four of us, we share a common bond. Well, you was the only people that was down on that island. You understand what I mean. We have saw a few things together and experienced some things together that we wouldn't wish on anyone. And so I hope that you understand that... The closeness is not a threat. It's not anything to be afraid of. It's well, not honey, anything that's no strange. No one would be threatened or frightened if we was finding work. Well, then that's a uh, funny you mention it. The captain has mentioned something in passing, and he's fraught to bring it up to any of you because he can't dare to put you in danger. But. I feel I, that what I have to tell you. something dangerous? He'll never do it. He'll never take the bait. He'll never sign that contract. But it is going to be very lucrative. No, hold on. You're telling me there's a dangerous job out there in front of the captain, and he told you he'd never take it? He this would never happen if Calivar was here. Calivar is gone and that is something that we need to deal with. I think Wendell takes a big swig from his glass. Uh, you can tell that there is a lot of emotion behind that. Um, and he puts it down. May well be, but the captain ain't in a position where he can be turning down work. The hold's empty. What if it's because he cares for you so much? And he cares for your safety above any money? He can hang his cares. What if I got two kids to feed? What if I said it was the civility? The table falls silent. Well, honey, are you saying that? I'm not not saying it. You understand why he couldn't tell you? I've been hearing stories of the civility for quite some time now. I can't tell you how many of them are true, but they all bad. 
They're all bad. And so you understand his trepidation. There's gold in this hills. <laughs> you gave me an old man, you dumbass. And now you're trapped with me. Trapped with me for however many years we do this. Ain't nothing killing spit. <laughs> Well, you understand his trepidation then, the rumors, because it's not his life on the line if he takes this job. And you know that. You all know that. Well, I'm no fool. If the captain decides that he's not going to take this job, then we ain't taking this job. We'll find something else somewhere else. But it is quite a cargo. I only hearing it secondhand, but enough cargo to last for months. Respect and admiration amongst your peers that can get you off on any port. I mean that sexually, Spit. <laughs> spit uh, definitely has a little bit of gleam in his eye. You can tell that he's hungry. He's, he's one of those uh, people who, you know, makes it no secret when he's looking for something, which is, uh, you know, per- perhaps a contentious bit of his relationship with Wasp. Wasp looks grimly serious. I think more than anyone else on the crew, because Wasp is responsible for the food and mm-hmm. rationing the food, Wasp hears the complaints of hungry men more than anyone else. And she knows exactly how dire this situation is. So I think Wasp is leaning in a certain direction. Wendell, unfortunately, is hard to read. I think the Calivar comment struck him harder than you thought it did. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has a faraway look in his eyes. Speaking of faraway looks, I think Nodo's kind of always has that faraway look in Mm -hmm. his eye. So you've got one person who is definitely leaning towards maybe doing this. One person who is tempted but against it. And two who you cannot read. What do you do? I want to try some coercion. Yeah. So coercion is threats, posturing, very firm, aggressive negotiation. Yes. So who are you going to try and coerce? I think the person who's going to respond to it the best will be Wendell, because I think that's what he's used to is like... Mm, That's how he communicates. I like that. So just so you know, Liz, your character is not geared towards coercion, because you only have that one... In coercion? Yeah. One die. Uh, yeah. You only have one die. Your character has much better luck with like leadership or negotiation or charm as skills uh, mm. since you're in generally like a nicer person. So you can try doing coercion, but you might so find like, that upping it's – upping the rank makes it – It's more dice. It's more so dice. these are better dice, but more dice are like more odds of a okay. good thing happening. So just keep keep that in mind with that with like sense. throwing out those skills. Mm-hmm. You're definitely like trained in coercion, which mm-hmm. means that's why that is yellow. But your willpower, which I believe is coercion based, nope. What is it? Yeah, willpower is your one of your lower stat because of what you were before you started your your pirating career. You're used to taking orders, not gotcha. really resisting them sense. as much. I'm learning <clears throat> how to game work. Mm. <laughs> Uh, actually, the negotiation would make more sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. Still I'm directed at Wendell because he's the, the saddest boy. All right. So Wendell, I'm going to say this is average. Wendell, I don't think is particularly strong-willed. So that's two purple dice. Um, I think you have one black die because Wendell's a little bit 
sad right now, oh. thinking about a dead friend. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. a success with I think a couple, uh, uh, two threats, two, two threats. successes, two threats. Uh, what, what what are you going to say to him? Because whatever you say is successful, but the stakes I think are going to raise a little bit. Just because it's negotiation, I think we're just. I'm going to straight up say we can set the terms of who gets what right now. You can come up to the captain. You can set your terms because it's your choice. This is your choice. You're putting your own neck on the line, so you should make sure that you get what you want. And I what, can tell you what I want. What do you want? I got a brother on the civility. And I want to kill him myself. We can make that happen. There's a gleam in his eye. Yeah, you give me a shot at him, and I'll go anywhere. You got your muscle strong, man. <laughs> so you've got one affirmative, one leaning affirmative, one negative, one impossible to read. The stars fade to nothing, the sun starts its turn. We know there's adventures and stories to earn. So we part from this table where hearts ever burn as we leave with one promise, a hasty return. What's Jonnet up to? Okay, so... Jonnet, you are three shots deep. Now, I think Tyler, you and I can agree that Jonnet is not really good at holding his liquor. No, he's great at it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the challenge that you're going to be going up against is pretty heavy. This is going to be a ranged light skill. Okay. (laughs) And you are going to be going up against this bartender who i I think it's going to be two purple and a red die okay on top of this there's also two black dice (laughs) because you drunk now that's the pool as it stands right now and and that's assuming that you drank everything and got drunk you did get advice from gable earlier that you should avoid doing it if you can what actions do you think you took to try and prevent that yeah so john it gets like two shots in like the first shot was his first shot of any kind of liquor oh. ever and so like he had the <coughs> oh why is it so fiery um and then like she, he noticed that like she didn't have that same response mm-hmm. she was laughing at him she was yeah. like oh okay i'm in, i'm in over my head and so then drinking like they're starting to talk and then like she immediately goes for the next shot and he's like oh okay he takes the second shot and then he's like like starts to like hit the gag reflex a little bit and then he notices that she's still doing fine yeah. so the third shot that they do he's going to try to like i guess maybe i would roll for this to yeah. like take a shot wait until like she like covers her mouth like turns away to like do like the that's a tough shot and then he's going to like just spit it out on the floor I like this a lot. So, yeah, uh, yeah either stealth or skullduggery. Would, Ooh, would well be. if I have the choice, I'm going to pick stealth. I forgot that I printed this out before I came here, so I have my updated character sheet. Ooh. Uh, All right, so that's uh, a yellow and two green, and then what would I be rolling again? Or is that just by itself? So that's a yellow and two green. I think she is not anticipate. She she thinks that you are kind of a rube, and she's like she's not far off counting on it at this point. So I think she's not anticipating you trying to cheat at all. So I'm gonna call this against one purple. Okay, one purple. 
Okay, so these bursts are six, are yes. successes, and then the uh, X's are or failures. Failures. So that's a wash. Oh no! I think you try to get rid of it, but you accidentally drop it. Mm. And she goes, "Don't worry, I got that for you." <laughs> and she pours another one, but she does it wrapping an arm around you, mm-hmm. and she brings the shot glass up to your lips from behind you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I sometimes I, I just uh, got to make sure that the ground's drunk too. <laughs> At this point, do you know magic? Um, I have like a loose arcana knowledge. Yeah, I think that this is the perfect opportunity for you to try something magical because you tried being stealthy. You're you're two drinks deep right now, mm. and she's holding this glass in front of you so there's no way you're going to be able to do anything with it unless really like change the circumstances somehow oh god i don't know i don't really have a great working knowledge of the spells so there are no spells magic can do whatever you want it to do oh um arcana is high wizardly magic so like teleporting and lightning bolts and fireballs and stuff like that okay um Ooh. all right well then Again, like this is like just something that he's been kind of dabbling in, but I'm going to attempt to teleport, like drain the liquid from the glass and put it back in the bottle. Yeah. And, and, and like time it so as she's like putting it up to his lips, he's just like trying to drain it from there. This is a technical thing, but also I, I think I'll lay down one of the rules for magic here. I, I think... um Bringing something home is what it's called. Like things like to be together. Mm -hmm. So if you have a small bit of alcohol, moving it to a larger bit of alcohol, that is simpler. So I'm going to say the difficulty on this is only two purple dice um, because you are bringing it home. The only reason it's not one purple die is you're sort of in a tense situation and you're trying to hide the fact that you're doing this. You said it's two purple die? Two purple die. Boop, 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 and then, okay, so let's try that again. Okay, I think that's not good. Oh, um, no. Okay, so no. that's... Total wash. Oh, it's a total it's wash. A total wash. Yeah. yeah. I he, think you take this Yeah, drink. he has to, he just takes I think what shot. happens, though, is magic is, he mm-hmm. uses magic, right? Yeah. So what happens is he, instead of, um, like, draining the liquid out of your shot and putting it into the bottle, it does that, but then it also takes liquid from the bottom of the bottle and adds it to your shot. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did you think it worked, but you weren't expecting this, like, full <laughs> shot like, that you ah! just hit, yeah. took into your You're bag. drinking a little bit more. Also, you're going to take two to your stun track. What What is it called in this? Strain. Strain. Yeah, you're going to take two strain. Okay. Um, Can I get a regular pencil? No. For, cool. for uh, <laughs> the energy that it took casting this spell. Cool. Um, you, you grow a little bit weaker and you kind of relax a little bit into her uh, mm-hmm. and she firmly is holding you. you. You've had more to drink than you were originally going to have at the end of this uh, misadventure where you tried to help yourself. So I think the original role that I had there still stands. Okay. The so only thing that could possibly change it is for you to use one of these tokens to upgrade oh, one of yeah, your dice. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to upgrade my dice. Can you tell me what the the rolling pool is again? So it was going to be two purple, one red, 
and two black against your roll. You will switch out one of those greens for a yellow. Okay. Boom. And then I'm rolling that against my... What are we doing right now? This That's, is this is oh, your, for the yeah the, yeah ranged light. So I we, we've already determined that it was uh yeah no 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 you you will you're changing one of the green to a yellow because you moved uh one of these markers here. Oh yeah, but I've my ranged light was three green. Oh okay yeah yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see we'll see what's up. <sighs> the odds are you've been very unlucky so far yeah, tonight. Yeah, no. uh, it's not even luck. The odds are against you. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and one of your good well, is playing. Actually, mm, there's no way. No, I think he might have. Oh it. wow, because these are threats. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got it. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Got it. All right, drunk Janet. Okay, so that is two successes. The more drunk he gets, the more so charming that's he gets. Two successes <laughs> and three threats. Okay, uh, so two successes. I mean, you do it. It's obvious to everyone around that you are drunk. Mm-hmm. Like she has sort of thrown her darts and, and she did fairly well. She's definitely a little bit over buzzed, um, mm-hmm. but she's not like you. First time drinking liquor. You're, you're having trouble standing up straight. The, the contest is very brief. Um, okay. It's it's probably going to be one or two throws. And okay. I think the first two throws, one didn't hit the board. Uh, the second one did, but not high scoring points. Her grouping is not perfect. They're spread out, but she's got a respectable score. You've got one dart left, and I think you bring it up and you're still wavering a little bit. I don't think the third shot helped you. I think it might help your confidence. Okay. Um, so like you're not stressed about this situation right now. Uh, but it did not enhance your ability. You raise this dart up. You line it up with the board. You breathe in, you breathe out, and your eye opens yeah. beneath your headband. And in front of you, the divine light of the universe you can see in this moment. It's not something you can ever voluntarily do. But here, feeling the warmth of the liquor in your belly, the warmth of the woman at your side, and the weight of the dart, everything is connected. You pull it back and throw. It sails through the air effortlessly, perfectly into the bullseye. And the crowd watching is stunned. As is the bartender that you made this bet with. Mm-hmm. Um, She raises her eyebrows and looks into your eyes. And I think your gaze, which is still hazy, still drunk, meets hers. But there is something more to you when this eye is open. Even though she can't see it, she can feel it. I guess in that moment, we kind of like look at each other and there's this apparent difference in like who this person is. Like, because she's still got her arm around him. Yeah. He like takes her arm, holds it in his hand. He looks at her. He just like kind of just gently just kisses her hand. And then, and he's like, you should remember my face. And then like, and then the eye closes and then he throws up. Oh, oh my god! Oh, yes! Oh, so perfect! Oh, Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends near to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who 
know we can never deny the call of the sky. Oh, gosh. Let's cut back to Gable really quick. All right. You're on the razor's edge right here. Yeah. You might have the crew. You might not. It could go either way. Definitely Wasp could be if I think there is a clear majority, mm-hmm. Wasp will vote to go. Yeah. Spit, again, tempted, but has already sort of openly stated that he's not interested in taking that risk. No Doze has been silent. The yeah. only affirmative you have is Wendell. So who are you going to try and do what to? I think at this point, Nodos is unreadable. Yes. <laughs> so there also might like Nodos might be kind of insane. Like, yeah. We don't really know. <laughs> I think what I want to do is to use some magic to try and figure out and this goes against all of my morality because usually it's I'm all about like leadership and trying to negotiate, but I think it's getting to the point where there's no other way besides trying to see what is within him. And related to your former position, it's mm-hmm. something that you had to do, measuring people and what they are worth, what they are willing to do, mm-hmm. and how they are feeling is something that you did all the time, Yeah, um, especially Making when judgments. you were carrying out judgment. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I want to use... Uh, divine magic to read his mind i guess this rules yeah to to read his heart yes i am going to say this is average average okay yeah this is just reading the heart of a regular man i believe that's yeah yep i think so just a straight up two successes two successes two successes um you look into him and you feel Two things mixed together, hunger and fear. Mm. This is someone who is very close to feeling desperate, but he's at heart a hunter. You've read hunters before. They are dedicated, they are focused, and they are also used to going long times without any reward. Only a dead hunter takes risks, and this man is not dead. I think... What I do, I'm taking a chance, and I'm going to lay my hand on his hand, and I think that startles him. Yeah. It's like the first piercing of his mask that you've seen, I think, period. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say to him, whatever skill you use on him, you're going to have two blue dice because you know his true heart, and you have calculated that he needed uh, that human touch. Mm-hmm. I think charm. I think I'm going to try it. Or like... Hmm. Charm? Uh, yeah. It seems like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to try and charm him in the sense that I'm trying to, like, appeal to, like, his raw instincts of, like, catching and obtaining and just, like, having a motivation and doing something for once in his life. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. I like it. All right. Two blue. I think this is three purple. Yes. Let's try that again. <laughs> That's kind of like a roll. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Just one success. That's a hell, that's a hell of a roll. <laughs> and uh, three advantages. Yeah. Wow. One success, three advantages. Yes. So I think I say to him, I know we're all tired, but life is short. And at the end of the day, the simplicity of the life that we have 
is valuable, and we only get a few opportunities to really live. He smiles, and I think the remnants of this spell you can feel radiating off of him. Something has been awoken in him through those words. He looks into his reflection in the still, murky water of the brown liquid in his glass, and then looks around the table to the war-hungry eyes of Wendell Barge, to the calculated intelligence of Hornet Wasp, and the unreadable milkiness of Spit, the old man, and then back to Gable, a gaze that pierced his heart. I think we fly. Last course dwindles, an echoed refrain To those who won't weather the wind and the rain Though our number may lessen, our memories remain As once more we'll gather to speak every lost name Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky To the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky I was really hoping Nodos would have just a wacky fucking voice. <laughs> he already spoke earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does have a wacky voice. He's got a Vincent Price sort of... <laughs> to fly. To fly. Uh, and at that, I think, I say, I'll drink to that. And I turn around to the bar and see, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> As you turn around, like it's just like right after the puke. He's like, and like six rounds! No. <laughs> I guess six rounds! <laughs> <laughs> and there is a loud cheer from the rest of the crew that is scattered around the restaurant. <laughs> and I think that's the episode. <laughs> hey, heroes. Mid-roll's in a little bit of a different place this week. Normally, we're going to have it in the middle of the episodes, but this week, it's sort of a bumper between the episode itself and our first Dear Uhuru letter. Dear Uhurus are going to work just like Dear Minox did in our first campaign, meaning folks who subscribe to our Patreon at $10 or more are going to be able to send in letters addressed to the characters with in-universe questions. You'll also be able to send in summaries of NPCs to have me play as they attempt to join the crew. These first few Dear Uhurus came from our fan artist community, but starting next week we're going to be posting instructions for Patreon backers on how they can send in their Dear Uhurus. We've actually got another exciting change coming to the show that will be showing up in the mid-roll. Starting Thursday, November 1st at noon central time, OneShot is going to have a portal for people to send in personal messages to be read in the mid-roll. And we're calling them Radvertisements. 
We're going to be starting out with just one shot and campaign, but if people like it, we're going to be expanding it to our other shows as well. For $100, you can have us read a personal radvertisement. Something like a happy birthday message, wishing a friend you haven't seen in a long time well, or even something romantic like an anniversary message. And if you have something professional to promote, like a Kickstarter or a podcast, for $200, you'll be able to book a mid-roll spot through the same system. Through the advertisement system, you should be able to book specific dates to have your copy read, so you'll be able to time things in a more exact way than some other services. Advertisement slots are going to open for booking November 1st at noon central time, and the first advertisements will be read in December. If you're a fan of One Shot and Campaign and you've always wanted to hear something you've written read on the air, start thinking of it now. Coming up November and December, OneShot is going to be doing a Patreon drive. I'm really hoping we can reach our $8,500 a month goal. If we hit it, Campaign is going to be a weekly show again. That's going to come alongside a lot of other really great Patreon incentives, including the Secret Archive exclusive Binbon and Jubna sequel series that's already been recorded and is just waiting to be released. I really, really hope folks have been enjoying our new Skyjack series. If you have, be sure to tweet about it or talk about it on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag Skyjacks. And if you have the time, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Those really lift our spirits and they help people find the show. With all of that said, let's get to our first Dear Uhuru letter. All right, all right, get around. (laughs) Doing it. We've got a letter. You being the the captain's inner circle now, you're going to be handling the correspondence for the ship, which uh, usually involved to me just reading aloud the letters and uh, I'd take a free-form dictation (laughs) of the response. Uh, Can you please explain what free-form dictation means? It's too late. I'm already digging in. What does that mean? (laughs) Dear Uhuru, I've recently followed my life partner into service on board a ship of ill repute. And while this may seem questionable as a career choice for most, I'm actually finding it it suits me very well. Yes, the constant threat of accidental death at the hands of disgruntled clients, easily avoidable malnutrition, traumatic disembarkment, or other misadventure can wear pretty thin on the nerves. But the beauty of the open skies and the surprising stalwart companionship of my new co-workers has made me feel more at home than anywhere else I can remember. I'm sorry, I've been listening for quite some time. Is there a question? <laughs> Okay, you're new to this, so I'm going to let that slide, <laughs> Travis, but ooh, you don't want to get Spit's nerves up. Oh, no. <laughs> and what would happen, Spit? He's oh. shucking. <laughs> no. I, was, I was standing to your right. <laughs> Please finish. Travis, Spit is the head of HR, uh, henchman recruiting. Uh, y- y- you must let him do his job. Well, why don't we just let the captain do his job and answer these letters and we can all go Please. sleep? I will continue. I want to I answer the letter. My only problem is my partner reckons I'm getting ahead of myself. And accusing me of buying into the workplace clique in attempt to fit in simply because I've been considering getting an ear piercing. An accessory he deems risky and ridiculous in raids to go with my mammoth cap and fashionably motley vest. He's right. I am simply bent. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he. 
Easy, right? Oh. Am I simply bending under social pressure and attempt to belong? Or is he simply jealous that I'm more popular due to the fact of him being a sole medical practitioner aboard the ship, awards him more begrudging respect and unease by the crew rather than warm camaraderie that I'm granted? How do you best balance work and personal relationships in such a volatile and unpredictable environment? Any advice in this matter is greatly appreciated. Yours sincerely, Cool Corsair under a cobalt sky. So if I'm listening to this correctly, that letter in its entirety was basically asking, should I get a cool ear piercing? Well, I believe if you wanted to strip out all the emotional significance of said ear piercing. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, seems to be yeah. the central issue. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, sure. If you don't need to get a hoop. You can get a stud. Yeah, well, well, just make it small. Uh, well, rarely, rarely do they pierce with a hoop anyway. Oh, get gauges. Well, uh, you have to get it pierced. Well, you have to yeah, do I mean, the first it, piercing. They won't ask for advice on what type of uh, 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 jewelry to put in their pierced ear. Which Merely. obviously should be a spider bite. Uh, uh, what should they? Uh, That's two little ones right at the top. Oh, it's uh, sexual. You're. <laughs> You're not part of this. You just read the questions. You're not part of this. Uh, 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 Spit has uh, years of expertise in these matters and is more than welcome to uh, contribute. I'm not just going to (laughs) watch for the next five years or however long it takes you to die and be replaced by a new captain. I'm not just going to sit here and watch. Well, honestly, since he has so much experience... I feel like Spit should probably just read all no, these letters no, 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 and no. then answer all these letters. Yeah, but we yeah could just, I think so. Yeah, we could just like be doing other stuff. Yeah, I'm too busy taking free form dictation. What does that mean? <laughs> the risk of infection in one of these matters uh, far outweighs the uh, uh, aesthetic benefits of uh, having said uh, earring. Uh, I, mm, I imagine that uh, it, it, this is a, a personal matter that you uh, 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 should decide on, but I, I don't think that you should let your friend's uh, uh, opinion influence uh, your decision. I, for one, don't think you should have friends. And not just you, anyone. That's all. Wait, you're against friendship as a concept? In general. What is it about uh, friendship that you uh, find so uh, repugnant, Travis? It's challenging and difficult. Oh. Mm -hmm. Like a good board game. There's no such thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Travis is definitely against board games, except for Illimat, which he famously loves to play. <laughs> I don't believe that's the a one f- character trait that I've come to know Travis for so far. Well, Illimat isn't so much a board game as it is a cloth mat game <laughs> and cards. So it's the hard uh, board surface that you are uh, drawing your line on. Yes, I don't like the sounds the pieces make when they click along the board. Also, there's mm. a lot of finality in the board game. Because you start in one place and then you end in another. Except for all the other games that don't have that. Mm, uh, mm, excellent point. Um, <laughs> also, this I, isn't this isn't canon. And that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I say, you get that earring, man. You're allowed to n- like new things. Uh, last week, I tried whiskey and it was really good. Now I know this about me. I like whiskey. And if the people don't like you because you're trying new things, well, then maybe they shouldn't be your friends. And then you can get them off the ship. 
Well said, Janet. That's very good advice. I I, I very much agree Mm -hmm. uh, with with, with that sentiment. When when, when I was in the academy, uh, I certainly uh, tried my best to make friends, but some of my interests were not aligned with my friend's interests. And when your interests go in separate directions, it's best to go with your crowd. Mm. Who is your crowd? Who's your crowd? Did you have friends at the academy? I consider. Did you have a clique? Were you popular? Is it dead people? Oh, were you friends with dead people? Were you no, friends no, no, with meant, dead meant, people? Meant Did you insane. get involved with dead people because you couldn't find real that friends? I corpses are not my friends. I am not a crazy person in, in that regard. I, I, it's not like I, I, I do talk to myself when I'm around the bodies, and I don't oh. expect them to respond. It's oh. more just everyone's looking at me like you think, look, I, if you... He made his own friends. I consider oh. you all my friends. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like A Woman with Hollow Eyes. A Woman with Hollow Eyes is the podcast adaptation of One Shot's live-streamed dramatic Invisible Sun actual play. Discover a world of magic, secrets, and supernatural civic disputes in our unique take on Saturine. In the first season, James D'Amato, Cat Cool, and SNL writer Alan Linnick are led on a mind-bending adventure by GM Darcy Ross. Even if you already saw the streams, you'll want to listen to the podcast for the incredible soundtrack composed and edited by Will Levendahl. Get it by searching for A Woman with Hollow Eyes or Darcy Ross on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore, or at Comedy Sports Chicago with the One Woman No Show. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. Dref Wormwood was played by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at JPSoFly, on stage at IO with Devil's Daughter, or on his podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E, P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. You've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky